Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Football Club Pod. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the pod, guys. I'm joined with the usual suspects, Jayan and Dim. This week's episode is based on Arsenal, really. It's more of an Arsenal special. So much going on around the club. The results, the manager. I think it's a good time for us to reflect on the season they've had so far. And because Arteta's, well, he's had just over a year in the, in the manager's, manager's hot seat, it's a good time to reflect on how he's changed changed the club and changed that squad in that 12 months he's had. So currently, Arsenal's sitting 14th in the league, 13 points on the board. How do you think they've done so far? I think for me, um, they are quite, they're, they're lacking a little bit of bite, uh, spe- especially in midfield. You know, they've got Partey out injured now. They've got Granit Xhaka and Danny Ceballos in there who are kind of just letting the game float by a little bit. I think they're also lacking a lot of creativity. You know, there's no, no one in that team who is actually providing any services out wide or up front. You know, we mentioned Ozil. But I think, I think if you've signed someone like Thomas Partey, I think that would give someone like Meza Ozil the freedom to do what he does best. You know, he covers a lot of ground. And we saw against Man United, for example, him and Elneny were fantastic together. So I don't see why this wouldn't be the perfect time to reintroduce Ozil to the fold. And I think, especially with Aubameyang having signed a new contract, it's clear that to everybody, really, that he needs to step up and start scoring goals. Because right now, Gabriel has scored more goals than him this season. And it's, it's quite poor um, for someone who's been paid that much. But again, this heavy reliance on Aubameyang to score all the goals. You know, you look at players like Lacazette coming off the bench, isn't really contributing much. Nicolas Pepe is another one, not contributing anything. Got sent off against Leeds. So you, you really start to think, like, where are the goals going to come from? You can't keep relying on one player. And luckily, against Wolves, obviously they lost, but they scored, but a defender scored. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's a little bit of a strange one. They need to kind of pull their socks up, get on with it, really. I think the goals is a massive issue with that club at the moment. I think the creativity, you know, you see it on Twitter every game, like the expected goals, whether it's at halftime, whether it's at full-time, chances created, the amount of shots they're having. Like someone like Bamiang, I read somewhere where I think he's had a total of about 10, 10 shots in the league. 10 shots that's like a shot a game you're paying him 250 300 bags a week you know like big boy money there but okay yeah he should be probably doing a bit more but the issue that you go look at is where's the service you know is he is he getting the ball is he getting in the right positions there's about how many how many games about five six games he was probably playing left wing I don't really like to see him out on left wing. I think he can drift out onto left wing. I think in the box, you know, that's that's where he's he's literally a poacher. Whether it's near post, getting the headers or beating beating an offside trap, you know, he's your man. We've seen last season, season before, it's like it's quality there. But how do Arsenal now what what do Arsenal do to kind of inject some sort of creativity into that team? Forget January. You've still got December to come. 
So, yeah, everyone's talking about player X, Y, Z, but what do you do now? You've got to get some sort of creativity into that team. At the moment, as soon as Arsenal go 1-0 down, I don't think you guys are going to score. As in, it's probably, probably worse coming from you, obviously yourself, Milan, because obviously you just probably no hope. And it's, this is how I used to feel when, like, Mourinho, you go 1-0 down and you, you know that's it, you've lost. So what do you think? Because in... How do you get that creativity back into that team? Do you change the formation? What? The thing is that obviously we had that conversation last time. Someone someone had a question in that Q and A podcast episode that we had, and they said, "What's that one change you do at Arsenal?" And we were debating whether it's Aubameyang up front, change the system. Since then, he's done both, and it's still not worked. I understand your Aubameyang point about he's on bags, big bags a week. And he's pretty much done nothing but since they signed the contract. But I think it's it's a bigger bigger picture than that. There's no there's no supply to him. There's literally nothing. I'm looking at the midfield. Last season when we when we were playing in the system, we were one chance, one goal is this team. We were really, you know, that's the style of style of football we were. And we were still we were still arguing then who's gonna create the chances? Who's gonna, you know, push out push out from midfield, get into, you know, in between the lines and actually play a few risky passes. No one was going to do that. Everyone was deep line playmaker. Everyone wanted the ball to feed. Everyone was very, you know, so it was just slow. And I think this is the same situation. We've obviously, the main concern Arteta had when he came into the job was the defence. We were leaking goals for jokes. I don't think it's, He's done that 100%, but he's he's on he's definitely done better than what we've done in the last four or five years. I think everyone can agree with that. But the problem is, is going forward now. It's the opposite. There's no one creative in the wide areas, no one creative in the midfield to supply the likes of Bamiyang, Lacazette, and Ketia. And it's just... Uh, well, it is similar to when, Jane, when you were watching Mourinho at Old Trafford. It's just, you don't even want to watch the games. It's so boring. It's just sideways, sideways. I sent a photo in the WhatsApp group about the average positions of the pitch. There was a Bamyang in the centre circle and everyone was on the flanks. And it was a joke. Yeah, I think, you know, with Arteta's record being, so he's played 45 matches, 27 wins, 7 draws and 11 losses. But it doesn't really feel like that, if that makes sense. It feels like it's been a lot worse than what it actually is. But I think the massive question, I know you're linked with uh, Dominic Soberzai from uh, Salzburg, is it? And you're just wondering whether someone like him could come in and make a difference. I know he's shown it in the Champions League, but I really do think that you need a couple of you know, more established players in there. And you know, it might be a case of bringing Ozil back, like I mentioned before. Uh, it might be going out and buying a more solid player. You, know, you look at, for example, at the back, you, know, you, got, you bought in William Saliba, but maybe it might be time to cut your losses on him, even though he hasn't played. Or if you're going to give him a chance, give it to him now while you're in this kind of transition period and then decide whether you want to, you know, get a world-class player in. You know, you could have got Thiago Silva free. Uh, he's gone on to Chelsea and done a really good job so far. Um, so, so for me, I think it's kind of that next step Arsenal need to take and they're kind of stuck. It's like they're pretty much stuck in second gear. And they can't shift up. You know, Aubameyang, yeah, 
you know, he should be scoring a lot more. I think it's a difficult one uh, for me. I really, I really think it's a difficult one. I don't see Arsenal taking that step forward, to be honest, anytime soon. The problem, the problem is, yeah, I think one, I wouldn't say issue, but I reflecting on it, I think it was a bad move. Was was doing so much, so much business in the in the January transfer window. We bought in uh, Cedric, and we bought in that Pablo Mari, wasn't it? Mari, that's it. Yeah, centre back. Centre back. That's it. Left sided centre back. And to be honest, I don't know why we done that. If we're gonna be, if, if we we could have saved that money easily and, and put that into a midfielder, because we already had what six or seven centre backs at the club. Obviously, with Corona and everything, we no one knew what, we were going to be so hard to push out these players. But in the in the in the summer window, I think we should have cut our losses on a lot of lot of players. The likes of Chambers probably holding uh, Mustafi for definitely. We sold on Martinez, a goalkeeper, for some money. It, we've, it just looked a bit funny. Then we bought the likes of William, who's about 30, put him on a three-year deal, big bucks again. And we've got, we signed David Luiz to an extension. I mean, I like your point about Saliba. Obviously, I've heard he's had, he's had issues, not himself, but just kind of reasons why he hasn't been playing off the pitch. Uh, and I'm hoping to see him have some more game time because I think him and Gabriel can have a really good partnership. And then if you've got Bellerin and Tierney on the left-hand side, it looks a bit more solid. But then again, it's the same issue that we're having again. So Bosley, I think it will help, definitely. But then it's going to be a situation where if he's not performing, everything's going to go on him. And we can't have that again. When, he came, when Arteta came into Arsenal, there was a lot on his plate before he even started. Because everyone was expecting him to be some messiah and fix all the problems within, you know, 12 months. It's been 12 months now. He's fixed, he's fixed the defence. I can say he's probably fixed it a lot. He's been a lot better. There's still different, definitely other issue, issues that are around the club and the squad. But he's come out and said uh, last couple of days that he needs five or six more players. I think everyone knew that already. But everyone's going a bit crazy now that he's actually said it. Jane, I want to ask from a United fan because point of view, because obviously with Mourinho, it was kind of a similar situation in terms of the style of football you guys were playing. With Mourinho, we you kind of knew what you expected, but I'll be honest with you, we've been through so many. What what is it since Sir Alex Moyes? We went through Louis Van Gaal, Mourinho, and then now we've got we had a bit of like gigs in there, a bit of Carrick, and now we've got Oli coming. So. The football is probably what we see now. The consistency is not there. I'll put my hands up and say that's not there. But the football that we're playing right now is with the best that we've played since the Sir Alex period. So we've we've been through a long period of just shit football. Um, the Mourinho thing is the same thing. You know, you, chances that chances weren't there defensively didn't look great. You know, you look you're looking at it and be like, this is just pathetic. But Arteta, I understand it's a bit different, but. He's got to see out December now. So he's got to go to January. So what's he going to do from now to Jan? Is he going to play a free back? And is that what's going to make him comfortable? Is he going to be more attacking, press forward that way? Or is he going to carry on playing four at the back? Four at the back, I'll be honest with you, defensively, you lot look shambles. You lot look absolutely shambles. It just looks all over the place. Is that, is that because he hasn't had time to work on it? I don't, I don't think that's the case because as a manager, managers work on three, four formations in training. You, you can't randomly just go like two months in or one month in, you know what, 
let's let's play four three three or let's play whatever it is four back and let's do this. They 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 they're training different different formations and training every day. You know, it's like it's like you see with United randomly they're well, not randomly but recently they've come out with this four four two diamond kind of thing. Mm. That formation is trained. You know, it is trained. It's not randomly with the players or not. It, it maybe it doesn't work against opposition. Some oppositions it has worked, but it's a trained formation. You know, you can see what the game plan is. Maybe it doesn't work sometimes, but it is trained. So I think the players do know what they're doing, but like you said, the quality is not there. Like someone like Bellerin, PSG came in the summer. Why didn't you just shift him off then? You know, I've been saying it for a long time. He's not. He's not good enough. He's not been good enough for about two, three years. You could have got so many, so many right backs out there. You know, you could have picked up Max Aaron's. Max Aaron's is in bloody championship. It's just about you know, cashing in, really, isn't it? It is, it is, 100%. It's just about being acute. You know, like, Bellerin's been there for about seven years now. No, long time. He's the, when he was 18, I think I remember, like, that was probably his, that was probably the peak of his career. That was it, that one year or whatever he had, and he got injured. And then since then, he's just never been the same. I think you the, know, it's just the been bang average. Defense, I think the rest of the defence also overshadows the likes of Gabriel this year. Yeah, uh, Gabriel's been brilliant this year. I think he's been one of the standout defenders in the league, and I feel that the rest of their performances, you know, Bellerin, even Kieran Tierney, to some point, you know, they it's it's not been good enough. And to be fair, it's not for the want of not trying kind of thing. It's more so just their quality. I know there were these comparisons with Kieran Tierney potentially being the next uh, best thing to Andy Robertson, but Really and truly, I don't really think that he's anywhere near. Uh, and it's quite embarrassing uh, to even, you know, put that disrespect on Robertson. So I think some people need to put some respect on Robertson's name because, you know, he doesn't really provide too much going forward, but he still gets caught out going backwards. You know, he got skinned by Adama Traore, which granted is quite difficult, but you know, if, you're, if your fullback, for example, is having a bit of trouble against a pacey winger, just double up, triple up if you've got to. Do you, got, do you get what I mean? Like, it's, I, I don't know, man. There's a lack of quality on every single bit of that pitch and it's overshadowing some of the good players that are actually coming. You know what? You make a good point. The thing is, this was a perfect example for Arsenal to be very clever in the market. Like you said about Bellerin, selling for 25. I think there's players in that squad that just because they're English and they're young, they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be really good because he's from the academy. Like people like Nelson, yeah, he's shit. But because he's like, you know, he's from the academy and he's English, they're thinking, yeah, yeah, he's decent. What Liverpool did, yeah, they, they did something really shrewd in the business. They sold the likes of Brewster, 25 million. They sold Solanke, 20 million. These lot weren't, they knew, Liverpool knew they weren't ready. Benteke, Liverpool knew they weren't ready. Benteke, 32 million to Palace. He was shit at Liverpool. Somehow they offloaded him for that much. This is what I'm saying. Liverpool, very smart. And this is what Arsenal got to be. They got to be smart in what the, the decisions that they're making. They're making decisions. They, some of these decisions just look rash. The one, I understand the one about party because we didn't have the funds to do it. And I guess they were, you know, looking for some leeway. But, you know, we still need to, we still need to make we still need to make signings early on in the market so we can still put them in the squad, get them familiarised with the squad, like we did Gabriel. Look how, look how well Dan Gabriel has done. 
since he's I think that's one of the reasons why is because he's been in the squad for so long. He's right. been able to be with the with the players and work in the system that Arteta wants him to play. You can't like someone like Partey. Well, his first his first proper game was United. We'll see. He looked amazing, but he still you know he still needed some time to blend into that team. Now yeah. he's injured for six months. Six at weeks the same at the same is, at the same mean? time, you want to get the players in as early as possible. And exactly. you know we did January signings as well though. Like sometimes you can't afford to wait until the summer to sign someone. So I think mm. some of your signings, you know, they've been ones where you want to get them, get them over and done with, and then so nobody else can get them. And it's pretty much what we did with pretty much Thiago, um, you know, trying to sign him just so we don't, you know, lose him to someone else. I know, but at the same time, you look at Saliba, you signed him in a January window, didn't you? Uh, no, summer window last, not this season gone last season. So you loaned him out, you loaned him out, fair enough. And he's had some like personal issues in 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 the summer as well. But wouldn't wouldn't now be a good time to kind of try and integrate him? I know because he's playing in the under twenty threes. So mm. if he's got so many personal issues, you know, would he not be playing in the under twenty threes? This is what I don't understand. The thing is, you know, like you mentioned about Sabozli at Salzburg, right? There's been so many reports going around that Arsenal want him. I think it's more of a situation where it's the other way around. Arsenal will pretty much need him because of his, you know, his, his cheap uh, 25 million, I think, release clause. But the problem is Arsenal won't get him. Reason being is because it'll be a situation where Arsenal wait, will wait until the last day of the, of the tran- January transfer window, see if they can cut, cut price a little bit of a deal. By that time, someone else has come in already got him. Why don't you go in Show your intent right now. Show to the player like you're 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 going to be a key part of this team. Show that intent. It doesn't have to be him, but I'm just showing you examples of situations where Arsenal can Arsenal can be a bit more, you know, pragmatic. I think the thing you just said there is key. Making your signings early and that integration period in preseason. You want them to have as much preseason with the team as possible to kind of be a little bit more fluid. And yeah, I think feel with you guys. You make your signings way too late in the transfer window. By that time, the season's already started for one. So they don't get that pre-season with the friendly fixtures that they have. You look at us with Fabinho when he first came. Yeah, we, got the, we got him very, very early in the window. I think it was pretty much when the season finished, wasn't it? And we had that whole period of him you know, on the break and then coming back for pre-season to you know, really try and get him to fit in. And there were times where he was awful, uh, even in the preseason fixtures against the smaller teams. But then we still had that kind of integration period afterwards where he wasn't getting in the team. But then finally, he got into the team, broke in and hasn't left since. And I think that time that he had from when he first signed to through the preseason and to when he finally broke in, I feel that the way he had more time to learn about our system and I think that's really benefited him. And also in terms of his versatility as well. I know, you know, he's a good, good and versatile player, but you can get more time to kind of watch your teammates, see how they operate. And I just feel with Arsenal signings, it's just a little bit too, too, too little too late. The Saliba topic, I remember reading this quote, Arteta's like, he was signed by the manager prior to me, so he's not in my plans at the moment. Why is he going to say stuff like that? What's, what's the need? You know the qualities there. You know there's there's a lot of things that people are saying, and whether it's like journalists or analysts, wherever they are, they're saying he's better than Fofana. Look at Fofana and how he's kind of developed at Leicester. 
and then this guy, he's not nothing's going on. You look at him physically; he's he's there on the ball. He can he's fantastic. You've got players like Mustafi there, Rob Holding. Again, Rob Holding's another one where you know he reminds me of like a Phil Jones and a Smalling. They've just tottered along for like so many years. I, as a United fan, will say they're shit. And someone, and if I ask you what you think of Rob Holding, you probably say either you're going to say shit or someone's going to come back to me and say, yeah, you know what, he's a good squad player. He's not a good squad player. He's just bang out shit. You just, you just got to get rid of these type of guys. And it's taken United so long to get rid of these kind of players. And the problem is with Arsenal, Arsenal are going for the same kind of phase now where when, when it goes bad, all these players that are bang average, they're all coming into the limelight now. You know, so like pe- people like Xhaka, like I, I honestly, I, I've never seen the hype about this guy. He plays this deep riding role. Okay, fair enough. If he's going to do it, then, you know, I'd want him to defend, play acute passes, and that's it. Going forward, that's your that's not your thing. But even on that, like impact-wise, he's, he's not really there. Maybe you've got Partey come in. Partey is literally just a... You've seen how Partey integrated into that team, especially in the United match. The job that he done is amazing. That's something that I'd want Xhaka to do if he's playing that same role. But Xhaka doesn't cut it. And then now you need someone a bit more advanced. Sabeos. Sabeos doesn't have the pace. Going forward, he's not there as well. So the balance is not there. But yeah, I think, like you said, there's a lot of these players that you probably just need to get rid of and just be a bit more aggressive and just be like, okay, look, this is it. You know, I think we're going to flip and change. Yeah, I think with um, Partey particularly, you can see the quality in comparison to someone like Xhaka. It's just non-existent. And Sabayos, wasn't he an attacking midfielder from the start and now he's suddenly become a defensive midfielder kind of thing? I, I just don't get it. He's always yeah, so Sabayos was... Front. Yeah, yeah. So he was kind of, I think, like, he's always been that central midfielder, kind of like, you know, like an Isco type, you know, like drifts around and stuff like that. So he's got that quality there to kind of drift forward, go forward, take the ball forward with him. But yeah, I think, like you said, I think he has kind of been pushed back and he is kind of taking that defensive role now but I don't think the confidence there is all now you know like they're not also a lot they're not trying to skip past a couple of players the players are not doing anything it's a very rigid system they're playing within you know the players you can tell Arteta's probably told them there is expressive you, you can't be expressive you can't do this there's no margin for error basically that's how it is you know and, and personally that's the wrong way to go about it you can just tell no, you're right because when you, when you, I, I don't know if you guys have watched the Arsenal games to be honest, but when you do, if you just look at the midfielders, right, they 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 take that extra touch on the ball. By that time, that's it; it's gone. They're thinking, they're overthinking in the head of where they're going to pass it. But before before they even get the ball, I know they know where they're going to pass it. But when they get it, it's just I don't know. They have that little doubt in their mind, and by that time, they're all cut. You know, they're they're in the wrong position. And then obviously they got a chance on goal with the opposition. The thing I've heard reports today that obviously with Partey coming in is going to be really good for Erzul because he can be integrated in the team and I guess his less work rate uh, can be counteract from Partey's, Partey's job to kind of help him out, should I say. But that's on Arteta but, though. That's on Arteta. But this is it? what I'm saying. I don't think, I don't, to be honest, I think Erzul's, Erzul's career is finished at Arsenal. I think we already knew that. But I think he just we're just crying out for a player like him 
and we've got it already in the books. Why can't we just play him? I think it's true. Why, why, why can't you just play him? Just play him in a small game, see how he does. Because I think, one, reason... I think one player you guys would kill to have right now who's had a career threat and an injury, went back to his homeland, is Santi Cazorla. I think someone like him in this team, you're literally crying out for someone like him. You know, that quick, quick one-twos, first-time passes, in behind, you can pass with both feet, shoot with both feet, a little bit more forward. Uh, but even then, I think, honestly, I think, uh, I think Santi Cazorla looks shit in our team right now. I, That's how bad it is. Yeah. You, know you, know, you know who you need? Just uh, Bruno Welbeck. Fernandez. That's it, man. We need Welbeck, man. You love Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> Jesus. Come on, bro. No, no, no. But this was exactly the same thing that was going on United before January. Yeah, chance. But Bruno Fernandez has a lot of qualities in that that he possesses as well, like leadership, all of that stuff. You know, yeah. you look at him. He, he's just I can't, I can't. Do it. He's world class. You know, he's he is Manchester United at this time. You know, he's everything goes for him. Everything is him. I mean, you but saw- that is the type of player that you need. You, you know, that, call him so selfless. Yeah, 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 exactly that, that, that second goal. Yeah, the second goal that United score. You know, he's screaming at players, I like, forget celebrating, come back. But that's the type of player that Arsenal need. The leadership, the quality is there, and he's such a selfless player as well. You know, he's all about the team. I think all of the top, apart from Arsenal, all of the, like, the top six pretty much have that player. You know, you look at United with Fernandez. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea have, you know, even the likes of, you know, Thiago Silva coming in now. But you've got Azpilicueta, um, you, you, us, you've got Henderson, Wijnaldum, Virgil van Dijk, um, vocal players, Wijnaldum as well, another leader, Milner. You know, you look at Spurs, they've got Kane, they've got Son even taking the lead now. You've got players like Dyer even, uh, Alderweireld, Loris. You know, you've got big players that are taking responsibility, but there doesn't seem like there's anybody at Arsenal taking responsibility. And that there are times where you have to grab your team by the scruff of the neck and drag them over the line. We've all had that in the past as well. So, well, it, uh, I, well December's, December's just starting. There's going to be, there's so, no, December's, there's so many fixtures, as we know. I think it's just a situation where. If we're, it could be trouble, trouble for Arteta if we're in the same position, with the same performances, with the same players. That's one thing I worry about. I personally don't want him to go. Well, I don't think we should get rid of him because I think we're just going to be in a situation where, similar to United, where we had David Moyes, Van Hal, we had uh, Mourinho, and now you've got Oli. I don't want that situation at Arsenal anymore because it's, it's, nothing's going to help. The next, the next manager is going to come in I've heard talks about uh, Allegri. He's going to come in and then it's just going to be the same situation. It'll be even worse though because it'll be like, oh, Allegri can fix everything because he's been in these situations before and he's top manager. But I'm not, I'm not, really, I'm not really on that idea. I think, I think we still need to give him another 12 months, uh, 12, 18 months at least because he's not got his own players in. He's in this, he's in this situation where Arsenal are trying to save money, trying to get every penny saved and he's trying to get the players in to help Arsenal get better. It's just counteracting each other. We're just never going to move forward. And when then with, and we, you know, like Jane said about the likes of Chris Smalling and Phil Jones, we've got the likes of Chambers and um, Holding and El Nenny. And yeah, the list just goes, and the list just goes on. We're just going to keep these players forever. Then we're going to be a mid table team. There's no progress. If you look at, you know, I think I, I personally just wanted to say, I think the 
the board should come out and say that you know this is our guy we're going to back him one thing i was actually going to ask you guys is do you think he's getting away with this because there's no fans in the ground because think about it, if the fans are in the ground on monday or sorry sunday when they played there'll be some uproar it'd be crazy you know fans will be booing at half time and full time yeah i think he's getting away with a lot but i don't really necessarily think it's all his fault i think it's also the player's fault as well but the fans would not be happy in the stadium. So I think they kind of, you know, dodged a bullet with that one. I think it's, well, to be honest, in the, in the past, we've seen that the players have come out and actually backed Arteta. You know, we've seen when, we, when the COVID hit, you were those about was six to eight weeks or however long it was. Um, and people weren't happy with the way Arsenal were playing. But, you know, players like David Luiz, uh, Sabayos, etc. were coming out and saying, no, you know, Arteta's doing as well. He's just coaching us in the right way. And I guess obviously from six months from now, it's been it's been a different story because of you know the the performances and the results are not gone away, which has just been one of the worst things to say, with the worst things to do. Sorry, but I guess it's good to see that there's been this kind of a togetherness between the squad and the manager. So, guys, what what do you think going into the weekend? Spurs Spurs away. Uh, what are your guys' predictions? For me, I think it's going to be a Spurs route. I honest, honestly, I'd say to you a Spurs win, but I don't know because it's a derby match end of the day. So I've seen it before. You know, one 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 of the other team is more dominant prior to the game in terms of form, and when it comes to the actual matches, either stalemate or the other team goes and nicks it. Obviously, the factor that we have here that does influence the derby matches big time is the amount of fans. So there's there's nothing here at the moment. But Mourinho, knowing how Mourinho is, he's not going to want to lose that game. So honestly, I I'd say Spurs win because I've just Spurs' form at the moment. But I can see Arsenal, you know, showing some sort of fight and then you know coming back. I think Arsenal will go back to that three-back formation for that game. You know, because and you never know because Spurs are going to be on that front foot. They're going to do that high press. And they may be able to pick Spurs off, maybe a one shot, one goal, you know, whatever it is. But it's I, for me, I think it's tough, tough to call. Yeah, man, I'm I'm worried. The thing is, I guess it can obviously with no fans anyway, but away from home, it could help us play a bit more defensively, play the three back, like Jane said. I think it's just going to be too much. It's just going to be bombardment from Spurs. That is going to be high press, you know, likes of Son and Kane. You know, Moro, Bergwijn, whoever plays, it's just going to be. And the thing is, we've seen last season as well. We went in the lead, actually. Lacazette scored a bangle. And then it was just calamity after that. Mis- individual mistakes, collective mistakes. And they went back in the, go back in the game, won the game. Uh, came from behind. So I think, you know, odds will be in Spurs' favour. But I, obviously, you've got to be optimistic. It's a derby match. Anything can happen. But yeah, I don't, I'm not. I'm not taking our chances. And to be honest, with the Mourinho, he's going to put one over Arsenal again. Eight points at the moment ahead of us. Could be eleven. You know, he'd definitely won that. Well, to be honest, I think we'll see how they go on in the weekend. It's going to be a tough game, like we all like we all know. Hopefully, Arsenal will win it. But I think hopefully it's going to be a bit. It's going to be. I think what people want to see is the performance, a change in performance, change in mentality. But, you know, I'm hoping we can also have a, an episode later down the line to see how they've progressed six months from now, or, you know, end of the season, see if Arteta's changed it around. Or, you know, he could not even be at the, at the club anymore. 
I'd just like to thank everyone for listening again. This has been episode 10, a huge milestone for us. And just thank you for everyone for the support again. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. Please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to leave a review on the various podcast platforms. We'll see you next time.